One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Simon Miller from What Culture here with Ken Shamrock. Ken, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. Get to meet all these fans, man. It's always a great time to spend time with the fans. Also, like, I just said this before we start. This is a genuine pleasure for me. Because when I was growing up and getting into wrestling, you know, you have the people that are presented as these are the main event guys. And then other people start coming through. And for one reason or another, you start gravitating. You were that guy for me. I was like, who is this Ken Shamrock guy? He's so legit and he's so real. And then you grow up, the internet becomes a thing and you realize, oh my gosh, he's legit and real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was interesting too, because, you know, getting into wrestling was something that I was never really... I never really watched that much. I mean, I watched uh, Pat Patterson, Moondog Bane, and stuff like that, but not really into it. But as I got a little bit older, I got into UFC. I started fighting. I did pro wrestling before that. wasn't really like a big deal for me. It wasn't until I got into WWF where I really fell in love with it and really started to understand how hard it really was to yeah. be able to, to master all of the different things you had to do. One, you had to learn how to cut a promo. You had to learn how to sell. You had to learn how to remember all the spots, <laughs> be in the right place at the right time, and, uh, and then being able to dodge all the injuries because so many of that stuff happens because you're not in the right spot at the right time. It yeah. could cause injuries. So, but, yeah, it was a great experience for me. But genuinely, I, we kind of touched upon this again before we started and record. The way that you approached it as if – I'd like to be careful with my terms, but you approached it like this, no, 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 no. What you see with me is the real deal. And now – that is how everybody is presenting themselves. I genuinely think you were the dude that opened the door to that, and especially in American wrestling, no question. Well, I, I, I think that, you know, wrestling in itself uh, for a long time was about flipping your hair back and, and, and a costume. And I think that once we got into that attitude era, it became more about attitude. It came more about realism and guys that are out there literally kicking ass and so for me i think that was an important part of wrestling and turning the corner so that when people went to watch wrestling they went to watch a show but they went to watch a show that they knew when they were in there wrestling that they were getting real moves they were getting real hits and they were getting real throws and the guys were in there working hard and a lot of times before that you had squash matches and you had guys going there and throwing somebody around and beating them real quick that attitude there really changed things for wrestling where people looked at it and couldn't tell whether or not it was scripted. Yeah. And so obviously you came from a, you know, a, martial, a mixed martial arts background, whatever you want to call it. Was it hard for you to make the transition? Because obviously in MMA you're told, kill that guy and the referee will stop you at the right time. Whereas in wrestling it's like, well, no, don't, don't do that. So how do you kind of fight your instincts, I suppose? Well, I think a lot of my opponents or guys that I wrestled will tell you that's what I did. I tried to kill them. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just so happens that there was definitely, you know, there was definitely a, a program put together. But when we did our match, especially with me and The Rock, we, we attacked one another. We were aggressive, but that's what we wanted. Stone Cold Steve Austin, even Shawn Michaels, man, I give him credit too because I was able to get in and get aggressive with him. So 
a lot of the guys that went with me were excited to wrestle with me because they, I think they were looking for that realism, yeah. you know? So for me, it was a really great experience. Everybody took me in. Uh, I got to, to learn from them and they got to learn from me. Yeah. You brought up The Rock, so I'm going to be that guy and ask you the question you've been asked 7,000 times. But if I don't, in the comments, they're like, why didn't you make the chair shot, right? Now that happened in what, 98, 99? I mean, around that period. So we're like, let's say 20 odd something years. People still talk about it. I've heard people say, I mean, what a weird phrasing. That's the greatest chair shot I've ever seen. <laughs> greatest you can have a. What, did, what does it feel like to be smacked that hard in the face, I suppose? Well, first of all, when people ask me, uh, you know, whether that was uh, on purpose or not, I told him to do it. In fact, he's in the ring. You could see me say, you yeah. better bring it. <laughs> Because for me, if I've got to take one, I better take the best one. So that's what it was. I mean, we definitely went in. And me and Rock had already had this rapport with one another that we were going to go in there and kick each other's ass. We were going to put on the best show we possibly could because we're going against guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart and The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And the list goes on and on. It was a very competitive market at that time. Even WCW with what they had going on. So we knew that we had to put on a great show. We had to be, get aggressive. And I think that that kind of infiltrated the whole locker room. Like everybody was saying, okay, bring it. We ain't playing around anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So got one question. So I want to put this out there. This is me trying to manifest it. You can completely ignore it if you want. Genuinely, you look through that list of Hall of Fame inductees. I mean, not only should you be in it, but you should at least have some sort of swan song with the WWE, whatever you come out, you cut a promo, you come out, whatever. Why has that never happened in your estimation? Because you, okay, you were there for a brief time, but a memorable time. Hence why we're here in 2023, and everyone still remembers the name Ken Shamrock from a professional wrestling point of view. Yeah, you know, it's hard for me to understand. Wrestling's hard to understand anyways on the politics, right? You see some guys get inducted in and before others, you're like, hey, what happened to that guy? So it's really out of my control, but I would say this, that... You know, short time to me, you know, when I was there for three years or so, is really irrelevant. I think when you look at a Hall of Fame thing, because you've seen other people that have been inducted in that had one, two, three, four matches, right? So I think you look at it and understand, did they leave the business better, right? I mean, that's one of the qualifications. And if you look at Ken Shamrock, after he leaves and before he was there, did he have an impact on pro wrestling? And I think if you look at it, you can also look at the tap out. Obviously, oh there was gosh. I give up, I quit, but the actual tap out was never there. Now it is. And then you look at all of the submission holes. Even though Brock was there, Ronda Rousey was there, a lot of other people came in, but it all came in after Ken Shamrock did the first choke slam armbar on The Undertaker. I mean, there were so many things that I did first. The ankle lock, which so many people had taken and really perfected it, which was an honor. People always say, you get mad about that? No, of course not. It's an honor. Like, they did something that I did first. Obviously, it's an honor. So I think you look at it from that perspective. I think that I did enough at least to be considered for the Hall of Fame. Oh, no, totally, man. Like, just speaking from a fan's point of view, I still, I, I look back at all your stuff. It was great. Also, underrated theme music. Your theme music was awesome, dude. It was great. Ken Shamrock, thank you so much for your time. Put him in the Hall of Fame. That's what I say. Like the video, share the video, subscribe. See you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 